Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did I'm your host, Stephen Sklansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Sklansky. And this week, I think I'm going to babysit you. I mean, did you really babysit me growing up? I was kind of thinking about that while watching this episode, and I think no, you I did, did a little bit, but not really. I mean, I mean, realistically, anytime mom and dad went out to a movie or went out to do stuff, I mean, probably after I was probably 10, I would say after I turned 10. No way. They no. would not let you watch a six-year-old. What are you talking about? I babysat for uh, other kids in the neighborhood. Maybe I wasn't not at 10. 10. No, I don't know. Not at 10. Maybe 12, but not at Maybe. 10. I yeah. mean, there's there's a good chance our parents left you home alone for an hour or two by yourself when you were 10, but I assure you I was not with you. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember much from those days. But I mean, I no. was a babysitter. You were. I mean, babysat several kids in our in our neighborhood. Made some good Lisa money. Responsible. But see, I was still smarter than you, so that's why I had to babysit you, not vice versa. So, um, no, you babysat me because you were four years older than me. Well, that too, but it's I was more responsible because you were four years older than me. Yes, but Lisa's younger than Bart, and she By got two was years. more so. Doesn't matter. Still younger. Yeah. yeah, by two years. Two two years is a lot different than four. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Depends. Four years now is not much. It depends on when in the life cycle four years is. Well, yeah. Well, now, yeah. I mean, yeah. You're forty. I'm thirty six. Not much yeah. big. That's not much of a difference. But when you're talking, you know, young kids, four years is a pretty big difference. Yeah. But, but Marge and Homer, man, they had to be like, uh, like special dressed up, I don't know, rich guys today. I don't, I don't know. That was, that was really weird. Like, I don't think anyone else was dressed up as spectacular as Marge and Homer, but we'll get into that. As we talk about season eight, episode seventeen, my sister, my sitter, and uh, it's our hundred and seventieth episode. Yay! Yep. We're, and we we're, got eight episodes after this left of season eight. Yep, and we're almost done. We're almost. We're getting to two hundred. Yeah. Big two zero zero. Don't don't pull a horn. Yeah. Um, it aired March 2nd, 1997. Our recap, Homer and Marge go out and put Lisa in charge of Bart, who nearly kills himself. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, he was really trying to prove a point, apparently. 
whatever that point was, I'll, I'll never know. <laughs> like, like, he's like, you know what? I'm going to damage myself as much as humanly possible to prove a point that Lisa cannot be a good babysitter. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it is Bart Simpson. Yeah, but did he? I mean, some of the other things we'll go over they did. Yeah. All right, I can let that go. But to almost destroy himself to prove a point, that's kind of that's kind of going a little bit too far. Yeah. Um, chalkboard this week we got none. We don't even get a full intro this week. Nope. Uh, we get we get a couch gag though. Um, a little bit different. A little bit different. The couch and the TV move back and forth on a rocky ship at sea, and the family rushes in wearing yellow ship gear and hats. And they plop onto the swaying couch, and a wave washes over them. And uh, I'm assuming they're out in the middle of the ocean now. And I like the TV bobs out of the water because <laughs> yeah. that's that's their TV must be very buoyant. I thought uh, most that, TVs would sink to the bottom of the ocean, but yeah, that, that means that means that TV is made out of plastic, and there's nothing in there. Yeah, <laughs> usually those two, usually those uh, CRT uh, tubes on the inside would. They're heavy. Oh, I yeah. mean, I would have to imagine that that Simpson TV weighs a good two hundred pounds. Unless, unless they're not in an ocean and they're in a and they're in a in a sea, because aren't seas normally salty? Uh, they're salt water. Yes. Now, the are, only ocean, thing are oceans salt water? Yes. Oh, then I guess never mind. Well, I guess they could be in the Dead Sea. That would honestly, the Dead Sea would probably be the only sea, except maybe the. Uh, Salt Lake in Utah. I don't know. Yeah. I've never been to the Salt Lake in Utah. I, I'm I'm assuming it's pretty buoyant. I've been in the Dead Sea. Yeah, and and I definitely float in the Dead Sea. We all much. float. We all. Fl- <laughs> You'll float too. <laughs> You'll float too. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. Yeah. So our episode opens up with I on Springfield. But just the logo. We don't get the big video intro. Which is sad. Uh, I love the bit. Like, I think that's a good bit for the show. I feel like you could do, I mean, the first two was Kent Brockman doing, you know, several different, you know, different things. Yeah. Different locations. Exactly. In each one. Come on, guys. You didn't do Uh, a full opening with no chalkboard. You had a little bit of extra time. Uh, but did they? Lazy bastards. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's laziness. I think they oh. uh, wrote too much. Okay. Um, so, uh, uh, Kent Brockman's like, our <laughs> first story is the opening of a two-story outhouse. And we see, you know, two guys go in, one on the top and one on the bottom. Oh and then God. you can hear the guy on the bottom <laughs> screaming, oh, God, stop! <laughs> yeah, because, you know, an outhouse is just a hole in the ground. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. That would have been funny. It would have been almost funnier if it was like a men's and women's outhouse. (laughs) Oh, that's probably why they just did two guys. I know, but I think that would have been hilarious because obviously outhouses are, you know, unisex. There's just one to go in it. But that would have been great if it was like a a women's room and (laughs) men's restroom outhouse. (laughs) Well, I guess you'd have the woman on top then. Ugh. Yeah. Um and and then uh Ken talks about uh uh saying the next bit is a comedy nurse who is laughing all the way to the blood bank. 
And then we see a nurse uh, asking, uh, uh, we got a a few patients, I don't know, about eight to ten. She's like, who's here for shoulder surgery? And all of them raise their hands using their bad shoulder. (laughs) Uh, So I I, I think the, the patients are dumb. Yes, the patients are dumb. Not, not the. I mean, I guess it was kind of funny, but I. It kind of reminded me a little bit of Patch Adams, even though Patch Adams came out way after this episode. But like, funnier. Yeah, no, I. That was kind of dumb. I, that's yeah. not a good story. Now the the outhouse story. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah, you like uh, potty humor, don't you? Just a little bit. <laughs> Did did get the pun potty humor? Yeah, I got it. Cause it's an outhouse. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> uh I'm punny. Um, so Kent tells Baltimore to move over because Springfield has stolen their idea. <laughs> um does Baltimore I've I've never been to Baltimore, Maryland. Well, actually, no, that's a lie. I've driven through it. That's got a boardwalk, right? Yeah, you could also uh talk to Chris and Heather about it. Yeah. But uh, um, yeah, the Squidport, and... the Squidport was inspired by waterfront renovations such as Harbor Place in Baltimore. Gotcha. Okay. Kent, uh, and so Kent goes, I'm walking on the waterfront, once the center of a thriving squid gutting industry, now <laughs> abandoned by all but a few longshoremen and allied tradespeople. And I like to point out the allied tradesperson is a hooker. Yeah. Um, uh, but the decades of rot will end with the opening of the South Street Squidport, an upscale shopping promenade with authentic maritime theming. Which now I'll tell you what they definitely went with some maritime theming with the, with all that stuff. Now I have a question though: wasn't there a boardwalk for the Monty Burns Casino episode? <laughs> there was. So where the fuck is this boardwalk coming from? <laughs> the other where, side. Of- the other. Like, the other side of the were, lake. This I is a lake, were, and they have a boardwalk, and now it's on the other side. I don't know. I thought they already had a boardwalk. Why do they need another boardwalk? On the boardwalk. Oh, unless, boardwalk. unless the the boardwalk from that episode turned into the shit pile that it is now. So now they're revamping it. Yeah, because nobody goes to the casino anymore. Exactly. I'm surprised we didn't even get a shot of the casino. Yeah. Um, and so Kent walks by, uh, a guy who's blowing up balloons with helium and, uh, the balloons actually have writing on them. We get, uh, shoplifters will be cr- prosecuted, no refunds, and you break it, you bought it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you be prosecuted for stealing a balloon? Uh, no, I think, I think it's, uh felony after i think it minnesota like a thousand isn't it no 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 it's it's like 25 bucks oh. like you can be prosecuted for i think it's 25 dollars in minnesota okay i don't know what it is something i will say so when i worked retail the biggest thing i ever saw shoplifted uh was out of the electronic section at target and it was a uh an xbox one yeah i don't know how that happened but it was probably still wearing... Did you guys use spider wraps back then? Oh, yeah. So I, I'm sure it was still wearing the spider wrap. You can't get it those was. off. Well, maybe it wasn't an Xbox, but it was like a big enough electronic that they put out that was like a couple hundred bucks. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, Kent announces there will be a black. See, okay. So Kent announces there will be a black tie event on Saturday. So the Simpsons were following directions. <laughs> so no one else was. No one else was really, you know, except for Quimby. But Quimby always wears a suit. Oh, yeah. Okay. I guess so. Um, and so we see Marge and Homer are watching TV, and Marge is like, "Oh." That sounds fabulous, Homer. Stores throw the best parties. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, know, you like parties? Party. Our, our parties are pretty good at our store. What do you get? Pizza? No, we uh, do. Ca- we get catering. Like we do uh, uh, actual uh, catering. Okay, we get pizza because I work in television. But you don't uh, have. Like, but you don't have <laughs> parties where guests come. Like I'm talking like not really. See, we have we have like events with our uh, like Clips or SVS or like we have parties with our uh, dealers. Uh, so, yeah, no TV. Well, usually we have uh, our Cinco de Mayo. We have a cater come in, um, and then usually I think there's a year end party that we have a cater as well. So. But once again, that's not for the general public. That's just for you guys. Correct. And we, uh, yeah. And Homer's like, you like parties, huh? Well, I just remembered they're having a big one down at the waterfront this weekend. <laughs> Marge's like, I didn't remember that. You just saw it on TV. The important thing is I didn't imagine it. That's <laughs> yeah, fair. That's, that's, yeah. that's fair. Probably, probably good. Yeah. Um. So we see Janie and Lisa are reading in Lisa's room. And they're reading the Babysitter Twins. Now, I read that the people liken this to the Nancy Drew. I I feel it's the Hardy Boys. No, there's actually a series of books called the Babysitters Club. Yeah, but th- this is detective books. Well, that's what the Babysitters Club's books were. There was a whole series. Was that of... what the Babysitters Club books were about? Yeah. I thought it was about baby babysitters having a club. No. No, this is actually based on the real Babysitter's Club books. Ah. <laughs> like, this is not based on Auntie Drew or Hardy Boys or anything. It's based on real, real books in the real world. Do they babysit in the Babysitter's Club? Yeah, I'm sure they do. You never read them, did you? No, they were girls' books. <laughs> you can, okay. you can have still read them. I'm sure you could, but they were they were geared towards girls, which is why yeah. Janie and Lisa are reading them. And uh, Janie's book is called "The President's Baby Is Missing." <laughs> oh boy! Uh, and Lisa is reading "The Formula Formula." Yeah, I, the I formula, yeah. Formula Formula. Yeah, I didn't. I I don't know how true those are to the real books, uh, but. I'm sure someone on the uh, on the Simpsons writing staff read them and were like, yeah. all right, these guys are reading these books. Yeah. So, you know, Lisa says she loves the world of babysitting, the responsibility, the obligation, the pressure. Uh, sure, Lisa. And Jamie's like, yeah, and all and full refrigerator privileges. Now that's a perk. Damn straight it is. Well, OK, look. When I babysat, uh, I mean, well, okay. So, what was this, what was the kid your friend's name across? Ryan? The, no, not Ryan. 
the other one across the street from oh eric 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 when i babysat them they're the those two kids dude i'll tell you we didn't watch as much tv as i thought i thought we would like we did with ryan because because those kids man they're i I don't know if their parents were rich but they had they had money they had money they had like the full like power rangers like all the zords and stuff Mm. they they had a fuck ton of stuff like they had great toys to play with and they had gaming systems so like there wasn't a lot of like necessarily i would say tv watching it was more it was about going outside having fun and every once in a while but ryan though those kids like didn't want to do anything like they had a play set in the basement but aside from that i was like all right guys your parents bought you all these uh disney movie uh clamshell cases we're watching them all and then when they went to bed then I had the ability that I thought, I mean, refrigerator is one that do TV privileges watching like whatever I want when no yeah. parents are home and I'm a kid. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, now, uh, that's great. I mean, I've, I've babysat uh, Ryan's sister a few times when we were older and basically it was just, she went to bed and I watched TV for a few hours. Yep. Yeah. It's- I mean, that was it. It was basically I was there to make sure the house didn't burn down. I like getting paid for uh, that. And so, yep. And uh, Lisa calls uh, full refrigerator privileges a trust, a sacred, sacred trust. <laughs> Janie's like, get out of here, lighten up. Um, yeah. Does it does it count to babysit yourself to raid the to raid the fridge? No. Because it's your Damn house. It. <laughs> you can do uh, whatever you want in your house. Yeah, well, I mean, within within uh, limits. Yes. Um, hey, hey, it's not our fault. Pa- our parents left us with a full bar. <laughs> I don't think I ever drink any liquor in the house. Uh, you you didn't you didn't uh, even when you were older you didn't go after the the peach was it peach snaps in their bar and. No, no other things. No, no, never appealed to me. Didn't want to. Oh, I didn't want to risk it. No, it just didn't appeal to me. Also, I didn't know what it was. Like, I didn't know what the bottles were. Like, I always saw them and I'm like, okay, this is weird. And I just, you know, whatever. Um, no, I didn't, I didn't really care. And then by the time I hit 18, they moved to the their condo and I was off to college. So um, so we go to the First Church of Springfield, and their sign this time says, no synagogue parking. Must be uh, like Yom Kippur weekend or uh, Rosh Hashanah weekend. You well, know, you know, it's funny. Have, it's funny because our synagogue in Racine was across the street from a church, and they didn't want us parking in their it, parking lot, exactly. even though we did it all the time. Exactly. That's, see? Because our first parking lot of, was small. Yeah, First Church of Springfield knows what they're doing, putting up signs. Yeah. Yeah, they don't want people using their... I, I don't know. I think it's fine. They they seem to have a big enough parking lot. <laughs> Plus, it's a small town, so I'm assuming most people in Springfield are uh, Christian anyways. Yeah. Um, I think the only Jewish person I know of is Krusty. Ah, uh, there might be. I'm sure there's more. I mean, our, our synagogue... I mean, I didn't know... I mean, besides the kids that went to, like, Sunday school... There are way more Jewish people, and I mean, we don't think we have to know every single one of them. No, well, don't forget those for Sunday school. We always combined with the Kenosha kids. Yeah, that too. 
So, yep. um, so Reverend Lovejoy concludes his service, and uh, you know the Simpsons, you know, look bored because it's Lovejoy and he's long-winded. And Reverend Lovejoy, he's like, I got two announcements. Uh, first one, Friday, you will have the chance to party down in the church basement to the Jesus rock stylings of Testament. That's Friday, 6 p.m. sharp. Bart's like, all the best bands are affiliated with Satan. I mean, I I actually did dig, even though they were like Christian punk bands or Christian ska bands, they didn't necessarily, they, they were more Christian because of their religion in the of the group as opposed yeah. to the music that they played. Now, yes, there were there were a few Christian like punk bands that sang about Christian themes. Yeah. And the music the music itself was good. Not the yeah. lyrics obviously, you know, whatever. But yeah. but like MXPX, they're they were a, a Christian punk band, but they didn't sing about anything. Oh, Christian related, but it was more because of the everyone in the band was Christian, and that's kind of how they. Yeah. And it was, it was, I would say, wholesome music. Like they didn't swear, like uh, they, oh had, yeah. they had some <laughs> dodgy themes. Like one of their best songs is called "Chick Magnet." Nice, but it's, but it's not like they're not a raunchy, sweary, you yeah. know, type of band. It's more wholesome type music that the parents would be like, okay. Yeah, it's punk music, but at least the lyrics aren't, you know, horrible. The two the two bands that come to mind for like Christian bands, uh, who were pretty big were Creed. Yep. And uh Skillet. Yeah, but both but they didn't sing about those the themes. That's Creed, that, that's Creed did. Oh, I guess, yeah, kinda. Skillet not I mean Skillet did too, but not as much as Creed. But they were both really good bands. Exactly. So uh, and, I don't I don't know what Bart's think. Well, I mean, Bart's it. Bart's eight or ten. Yeah, he's, ten. He's, he's he doesn't quite know music yet. Yeah. Um. And so uh, Lovejoy lets the crowd know as the second announcement that if anybody needs a babysitter, to call Lisa. And they show a shot of Marge, and she kind of looks worried because Lisa's eight. She's a little young to be babysitting. She's still a baby herself. Yeah. But I love I love who she babysits, and we'll get to yes. that. All right. So uh, Lisa, you know, is back at home, sitting by the phone, waiting for someone to call her and to ask her to babysit because yeah. she has nothing better to do than sit in front of the phone and wait. Yeah. And she asks, "Why is no one called?" And you know, Marge says, "Maybe no one wants an eight-year-old babysitter." I mean, she, I want. I mean, to be fair, I mean, Lisa is responsible. She knows. She's good at good at school. She's smart. Does it I make mean, you a good babysitter? No, but in this case, it it kind of does. And you know, Marcia's parents need to know that a babysitter can handle anything. That's why they hire teenagers. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yep, especially Kearney. Well, yep. he's maybe he's a teenager. Maybe he's not. I who knows? <laughs> but they he's almost Benjamin. Up- he's Benjamin Button. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> didn't they learn anything from the Sherry Bobbins episode? <laughs> Curdy's nope. a great babysitter. <laughs> they learned nothing uh, that episode. They, they, they did learn nothing. Yes. Um, and Lisa tells Marge she's uh, very immature for age and says people often mistake her as a nine-year-old. 
<laughs> yep. So, uh, so now we get the uh, the doorbell rings and Homer answers the door. <laughs> it's Flanders. Yeah, all all the shovels like Homer. I've got a fuzzy of a bear of a problem. <laughs> Good God, I love Flanders. That's okay. I'm probably gonna say it now. That's probably my favorite line of this entire episode. It's a good line. I might have to use that. Flanders, I'm stealing that when next time I have an issue at work. I've got yeah. a Fozzie of a bear of a problem. <laughs> you know, Maud and her mother were visiting uh, Tyree and Sidon, the twin cities of the Holy Land. <laughs> it's kind of like Minneapolis and St. Paul are twin cities. Sure. Yeah. I didn't know there were twin cities in the Holy Land. Um, I didn't know either. They must have kneeled in the wrong place and prayed to the wrong God <laughs> because, well, they're being held prisoner by militants of sort. <laughs> Jeez. Is that like ahead of its time? Or, I mean, is that kind of stuff that was going on in 97? And, I mean, I would say they would probably be in Israel, Palestine, somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere in that region, right? Yeah. That'd be my guess. Yeah. Um, and Homer's like, militants, huh? Well. If I were you, I'd kick their asses. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And Flair's like, well, any hoodly doodle. Uh, the embassy says it's just a routine hostage taking, and I have to drive to Capital City, fill out some forms to get him out. Could you possibly watch the kids tonight? I, I mean, I do know that, like, your embassy is who kind of deals with all that. So that kind of yeah. makes sense. I don't know yeah. if you necessarily fill out forms for the militants to, uh, no. <laughs> to read. Usually you just send them money or you get yeah. like the CIA involved. And Homer's like, oh, gee, I'd love to want to help you, Flanders. But uh, Marge was taken prisoner in the <laughs> uh, Holy Land. And uh, <laughs> Homer trying to come up with a, <laughs> an, an excuse that just, just re- repeats what Flanders says. <laughs> And Lisa's like, I'll do it. I'll babysit. Flanders like, well, I don't know, Lisa. You're awfully young, and the boys can be a handful. Todd's been pinching everyone lately. And uh, Lisa's like, but I'm smart and responsible, and my parents will be right next door. And Flanders like, well, what do you th- so what do you say, Homer? Can Lisa babysit for my kids? And Lisa's like, please, please, please. We're like, eh, I'll have to ask her. She's, she's right there. Oh my, oh my god, Homer's. I mean, gone. I mean to be fair to Lisa, she does have a good point. Even though Rod and Todd are well, Todd's older and Rod's yeah her I mean, age. But to her point, Homer and Marge are right next door. They're aren't Rod and Todd eight and ten respectively too. Uh, I believe so. So I I I mean I guess yeah you really can't those two kids shouldn't be able well. Look, how, what trouble are they going to get into? Yeah, I mean, you, you can have Lisa watch them. Look, they're going to run and scream from things that you don't necessarily need to run and scream from. Exactly. I don't know. I I I feel like they could probably babysit each other, <laughs> but maybe maybe not. And uh, yeah. so now Lisa is over babysitting Rod and Todd, and she opens up a board game, which... A lot of kids want to play board games. And Lisa's yeah. like, where's the dice? By the way, if you notice, it's a, a Christian-themed board game. Yes. Which, yeah, that, that's the only thing they have over there. Yes. And Lisa's like, where's the dice? 
Daddy says dice are wicked. <laughs> I was like, Rod's like, we just move one space at a time. It's less fun that way. <laughs> so, I feel like I feel like Rod knows that he he like he's like, man, this is boring, and I wish it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, I I don't understand. Like, I dice I, are evil. Dice are evil. Yeah. I mean, I don't, why even play board games? Why don't you play your little uh, trivia game thing? Yeah. That seems to make you happy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, then Lisa, like, dumps out the box or something, and a moth yep. starts flying around the Flanders living room, and Rod and Todd, you know, run around the room, like, all panicked. And Rod and Todd are like, moth, 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 moth. And Lisa's like, don't worry. A moth is no harmful than a ladybug. And Rod and Todd are like, a ladybug? Ah, and start running and screaming around the room. Hey, lady, the right ladybug man, they, they can bite. They're not very friendly. You think they're friendly. They're not really I don't friendly. think you're talking about a ladybug. No, it's the bug that looks like a ladybug. Yeah, those are called uh, uh, Japanese beetles. Yeah, they look like ladybugs, but they're not yes. really ladybugs. Yeah, those things are assholes. Yep. And Lisa's like, they're going to get eaten alive in middle school. So, um, if you're afraid of moths, which Rod and Todd seem to be, uh, they would have what's called entomophobia. So, obviously, the fear of moths. Dude, they have the fear of everything. Well, yes, because people are afraid of stupid shit. (laughs) Uh, No, these guys specifically are afraid of life. Yeah. Uh, And so, uh... Rod and Todd, you know, do their nightly prayer before bed. And, you know, Rod thanks for sending Lisa to protect them. And from the moth that he sent. (laughs) Well, yeah, because God. (laughs) Yep. And Todd asks God to let Lisa tell them a bedtime story about robots. And, you know, Todd's like lifting one eye, you know, knowing Lisa's, you know, watching him in the doorway. And, you know, then Lisa starts telling a story about, about Rod and Todd that as a robot's and uh mentions uh rod is two space years older than todd and todd kind of covers up his face, like, i don't like this story <laughs> but you, you asked for the story yeah maybe he this doesn't sure did. maybe maybe the robot story shouldn't have taken place in space maybe that was the problem maybe the i mean i don't think i ever remember making up stories for bedtime i just grabbed the books that the kids already had yeah oh yeah unless rod and todd aren't allowed to have books unless they're the bible well probably i mean that's the only thing i could think of yeah and i don't think lisa wants to read the bible yeah and uh ned comes home and is impressed by lisa and he's like and todd's as dry as a bone and i'm like so he didn't wet his bed then that, <laughs> is that or is that, I, isn't that like the saying like oh your bed's as dry as a bone I mean, it could be that maybe Todd has like night tears and he sweats a lot, or oh, maybe may- I didn't think about that. that he- or maybe after they took a bath, maybe sometimes Todd doesn't dry off well enough. Let's see; those are the only three I things I, I can think, think of. I don't think Lisa gave him a bath. I I took it as he didn't wet his bed tonight. I mean, that's a that's <laughs> as good as guess as any. <laughs> uh. And then Ned's like, I'm going to recommend you to everybody. And, you know, Lisa goes to next to babysit Ralph at the Wiggum's house. Yeah. And 
you know, Chief Wiggum tells yep. Lisa, you know, if anything happens, call 911. Unless it's an emergency. Because <laughs> he doesn't want to get involved. I don't... I feel like he, I feel like she could still call nine one one, unless yeah. unless the fire department is incompetent, just like the police department and the hospitals just as incompetent. I don't know. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Wiggum is saying that uh, the cops are incompetent. So, like, if something minor goes wrong, it's fine to call nine one one. But if it's an emergency, <laughs> you're screwed. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Lisa tells uh, the Wiggums to enjoy Bob Saget. And Wiggum's like, no, it's Bob Seeger. And he looks at his tick. He's like, aw. <laughs> I mean, it's but, an honest mistake, but. But Bob actually, Saget's hilarious. I was to, hilarious. Yep. I got to see Bob Saget live. Did you? Well, it, it was live, but it was for our, uh, he did a special appearance for our, uh, um, our, what's that called? In, in temple when we had our youth group we had oh. uh, we had the the youth group uh conference like all like whole country get together in uh yeah. la yeah and one of our things was uh bob saget came to came to visit that's dope i'm assuming he kept it clean for you guys uh moderately <laughs> moderately well Dude, we were all, I... I mean we were all 16 i mean he didn't go like full-on dirty but we were all 16 years old so because bob saget was a dirty dirty old man yes he was um so i mean i don't i mean bob seeger i'm sure they were wanting to see music they weren't yeah. thinking they were going to go to a comedy show yeah um unless they were th unless at the time because at the time i mean as we were growing up i didn't know bob saget was a dirty dirty old man no, I just thought the, he, the, I, the way the way i found out um i don't know if you've ever seen the documentary about the dirtiest joke ever told called the aristic aristocrats yeah, I saw that. sorry yep. aristic aristocrats yeah I stupid aristocrats yeah uh that's where i learned bob saget was a dirty dirty man yeah, but obviously everyone in the 90s grew up with uh, Full House, so... Yes. I mean, yes, he was a comedian, did stand-up com comedy, but I don't know if his stand-up comedy in the 90s was his Dirty Dirty Jokes, which I'm assuming it must have been. Oh, yeah. It, I've seen I've seen clips from the 90s of Saget. Oh, okay. So, it but, is... but maybe, maybe that was kind of like, I don't, I mean, I think more of the joke was, I think Wigan was trying to see a music concert, not yeah. Oh, a yeah, comedy sure. show. So, but, uh, hey, Bob Saget came to Springfield. Yeah. Who knew? Um, and so Lisa, you know, tries to help Ralph dress himself because she's a girl. He's a boy. Probably yeah. should be in the same room. Help him get dressed. So she's on the other side of the door. It's like, all right, put your one leg through the leg hole and you're done. I dress myself. <laughs> and his feet are in his hands and his uh, feet are where his hands should go. And his and his head is where his butt should be. Yes. He put his onesie on upside down and backwards. Oh, that's great. Hey, man, look, if he can figure that out, that's pretty damn good. It might be wrong, but he yeah. figured it out. I don't ever remember you ever helping me get dressed. I don't think I don't think so. I mean, by the time uh. you were older, I mean, Elliot's five and could dress himself. So, I mean... I'm sure by the time I was babysitting you, you were pretty much being able to do whatever you wanted. Yeah. Um, and so we see Homer sitting on the couch in his tuxedo eating pizza. 
because you because that's what you do. And Barney yeah. asks Homer, "Why is he wearing a tuxedo?" And Homer's like, "Because we're going to the waterfront party. That's uh, uh, the tomorrow. next night, tomorrow yeah. night." He's like, "Well, why are you wearing your tux now?" It's like it's like a rent a car. Get get all the mileage you can. They ball it up, cram it through the mail slot. <laughs> now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Rent it like if you rent a car, because I've never actually rented a car for myself. I've I've obviously been with people when you rent a car, and I know you were going to rent a car. Is it by mile or is it by day? Uh, you can choose. Okay. Uh, typically, most of the rental car companies you do the unlimited miles. Okay. Um, but there's certain penalties for the gas part of it. Okay. So typically you want to return the vehicle full of gas. Sure. Um, so that way you don't have to pay any penalty, but yeah. there's the people that are like, well, we're driving from point A to point B. We really don't want to go to a gas station, yada, yada, yada. And you basically pay an inflated gas rate, gas price oh. rate. Now there's always the what's better are you going to be driving a lot are you going to be driving a little like yeah. in our case for san diego we probably could have done mileage because we weren't really going anywhere all we really needed Correct. to do was get the car from airport to to yeah. hotel and back yeah. and th- that would have probably been the cheapest route but yeah. like when i went to savannah we drove from jacksonville to jekyll island we drove everywhere there we drove most places in savannah we did a lot of walking but there was a lot of stuff yeah. outside of the city yeah. so usually i would say 95 percent of the time most people do the i mean the, i feel uh, like limited unlimited option yeah i feel like me when me and my buddies did california and vegas because we we drove i'm pretty sure we just paid for unlimited mileage because we drove to hollywood to universal to Disney to to Vegas and around Vegas. Well, you have, LA, so. you, LA, you have to do unlimited. There's Correct. no way around it. Yeah. Well, especially when you're just sitting in traffic for two hours. Well, um, you're not driving anywhere. There's no mileage associated <laughs> with sitting in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, but your gas tank will still run out. Yeah, you always have to pay for the gas. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so now it's uh, probably the next night after Ralph, or that same night with Homer wearing the tux. Um, and, uh, we see Bart is asleep in his room when, uh, we see some headlights and it's Lisa getting dropped off by Dr. Hibbert and, uh, you know, Lisa thanks him for the ride, which to be fair, I mean, when, when you babysat in the neighborhood, obviously you just walked home because it was, yep. you know, blocked no, away, we, not even. Well, we, well, we had babysitters where dad had to drive our babysitter yeah. back to their house. Yeah. So, I mean, now I feel like nowadays um unless you feel comfortable with that family usually i think nowadays parents will pick up their kids if they're babysitting just because the the deep mistrust in people i think Uh, i've read read stories where like you know you hear like the parent tell their kid who's babysitting well if you don't feel comfortable you call me and i'll come get you yeah but i mean that's normal that's i mean that's but I mean, you remember the babysitting episode where Homer had to take the babysitter, uh, at, you know, yeah. to back to college, I guess. I don't even know why she didn't have her own car. That was a weird one. Now yeah. that I think about it, I'm like, she was a college student. Yeah, she was a college student. I don't know. College students still can have cars. It's Springfield. She probably went to Springfield University. Yeah. Um, and Lisa thinks Hibbert for the ride. And Hibbert's like, 
he he tells Lisa he's never seen such a responsible young lady. Which, eh, Lisa wants to make money. She's going to try to be responsible as, as as she can. And so yeah, Lisa, you know, wait, who's Doctor Hibbert? Is that Jamie's not Doctor Hibbert's kid? Do we know, know Doctor Hibbert's kid? I know he has two, but like I thought his older one was like a teenager. Yeah. Oh, most family feedback. Yeah. The 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 older boy. And then the daughters. Remember how they walked yeah. into the the dank pit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, before Mo turned it into the family feed bag. Yeah. Yeah, they so, have an older. I mean, unless maybe Doctor Hibbert, his wife, and the older son went to do something. Maybe. Um, and so Lisa, you know, thanks uh, Hibbert for trusting her, and uh, he's like, he Hibbert tells Lisa, it's like, man, I wish my mechanic was as reliable as Lisa. <laughs> and uh he his seat goes all the way back. Yep. And then um, drives away with his seat, seat all the way back. Yeah, he sticks his hand up, says goodnight, and then just drives off. Which I feel like that's stupid dangerous. Yeah, what is he thinking? Uh he's Dr. Hibbert. I yeah, he's not Dr. Nick. No, uh that's fair. So now we see Lisa's counting her money and part is standing at her doorway uh, watching her count. And Bart's like, you made all that money from sitting around and watching TV and eating food? And <laughs> yep. uh, Lisa, Lisa's like, there's a lot more to it than that, Bart. I don't just babysit. I sell peace of mind for a dollar an hour. Two dollars <laughs> after nine o'clock. And Bart's like, man, if I was making that kind of money, I'd be out of here so fast. And go where, Bart? You're ten. <laughs> Uh, but she funny. but lisa's right she's not just there to babysit the kids she's there to make sure you know nothing happens to the house as well yeah but that's really weird i don't know i mean i charge more than a dollar an hour although she's eight she oh, doesn't yeah. know what she's doing i think i think i made like 40 bucks for like two hours yeah sounds about right I mean, I made a lot more when I tutored, like, because I also did some tutoring for my buddy Ryan, because he's terrible at math, and uh, his stepdad paid me, like, $100 to tutor him. Maybe <laughs> it was 200 I made a shit ton of money doing that. Um, and so, now, so it must be Saturday, because Homer, wearing a top hat and monocle and carrying a cane, meets Marge at the top of the stairs, and Marge is wearing a nice fancy dress. Where did she get and... that dress from? Did she go back to that store in Ogden? Maybe find another Maybe. dress. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Or wait, and... or was it the dress? So did she? Here's the question then, because that yeah, I was looking at the dress. I'm like, this dress reminds me of the dress she wore to the country club on the night that they were supposed to be initiated or whatever. And she's like, oh, I'll return this Chanel dress, you know, for store credit. Did she ever, did she just forget to go return it? Maybe. And she just kept the dress? I guess it's possible. Because it kind of looked like that dress. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe she had, or maybe it was just a dress she forgot she had. Maybe. Um, And so, uh, Lisa tells Marge she looks glamorous and smells like vanilla flowers. Which... <laughs> Vanilla's a nice smell. Um, and Bart's like, Dad, you look totally classy. You could be Abe Lincoln's father's boss. 
<laughs> and, okay. And Homer's like, can you see the pie stains? And Lisa's like, it'll be dark. <laughs> I don't think it'll be that dark. Because uh, Homer is... Was... boardwalk. It's actually going to be brightly lit. Yeah, Homer's going to owe a lot of money for that tux. Yep. And uh, Bart's like, okay, well, when's Grandma, Grandpa, Grandma, Grandpa coming to babysit? And Marge's like, Abe isn't babysitting. Bart's like, oh, God, not Patty and Selma. <laughs> Which, that's, yeah, okay. And uh, Marge is like, well, actually, Lisa's going to be in charge for the night. And uh, Bart can't believe it. And, but Marge is like, well, Lisa's, Lisa has proven herself mature and dependable. <laughs> Which, that's that's fair. She has. Bart's, we all know, not mature and dependable. Nope. And uh, Bart asks Homer to, to back him up. And uh, Homer tells Bart to take it like a man and to do everything <laughs> Lisa says. And Bart's like, this is an outrage. I am two years and 38 days older than she is. This is the greatest injustice in the history of the world. <laughs> I mean, and for, for a 10 year old, probably. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if, if mom, like if I was 10 and you were 14, obviously you didn't have a car. And if she put me in charge of you, you would have probably murdered me. Yes, I would have pulled a Bart Simpson. Thank God you weren't responsible. I was responsible. I I was, I mean... Someone who sets a carpet on fire is not responsible. I was three. Not responsible. And you were supposed to be watching me. So who's really the responsible one or irresponsible one? I was watching you do it. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I was, I was safety inspector. I don't know. You were seven is why. Exactly. To be fair, our dad was supposed to be making sure we weren't getting into trouble. So it was his fault. Perfect. <laughs> we solved the problem. Uh, so Marge says they have to run. And she's like, eh, you'll work things out. And she kisses the kids goodbye. And Bart's like, you know, he's trying to plead with them not to leave Lisa in charge. But Marge and Homer leave. Marge closes the door. And then Marge uh, comes back to tell Lisa to make sure Bart brushes his teeth and then leaves for good. And Bart is, you know, now he's just angrily looking at Lisa and she just kind of looks back at him with like, a, you know, she's like sheepish, sheepishly on. She's like, oh, crap. Bart's mad. This isn't going to end well. Yeah. And so, uh, so Lisa makes some dinner. Um, and, uh, Lisa's like, you know, she knows Bart isn't happy with this arrangement. Um, but she tells him she isn't some ogre and he will find her fair and fun. <laughs> and I think that's what Bart wants to hear. Nope. Uh, and so Bart tells Lisa she is dead. And Lisa's like, all right, Bart, time to wash up for dinner. And for fun, <laughs> you can use Mr. Bubble. It'll be like giving your fingers a bubble bath. I mean, Mr. Bubble is not uh, hand-washing soap. It's a bubble bath. I mean, I get what she was trying to go for, but you don't wash your hands with bubble bath. Yeah. 
It's just to make bubbles in your bath so no. you can have fun. That's what it's meant for. Yeah. Uh, Correct. So, so and now so we. Bart reiter- oh. No, no. Uh, Bart reiterates to Lisa that she is so dead. <laughs> uh, this is going to be fun. So, you know, yeah. we, we cut to Homer. And Homer has a cone stuck in his wheel. He's, he's driving on the boardwalk. I, I feel like there should be signs before Probably. he even makes it there. Or don't most boardwalks, I think the ones I've ever seen, don't they have those like stanchion pillar things that kind of go up and out down in the ground to like keep traffic from going there? Obviously, I'm assuming that's what the cones were meant for is to keep people yes. out. But, but don't they have those barriers, those like cement barriers that like block off like intersections and everything? Dude, I have no idea. I've uh, the only boardwalk I've been on one was the Santa Monica Pier. Yeah, and I think Mate. they had those like cement pillars to keep people from driving their cars onto it. Yeah, sure. Um, and so yeah, Homer's just driving along the boardwalk all happily. It's like, uh, and uh, we see a sign: Grand Opening South Street Squid Port. Look at that. The South Shore Squid Port is grand opening. They, they got that together pretty quick. Unless that... Okay, a so week. when they... A week? I saw it was pretty shitty when uh, Ken Brockman was doing his eye on Springfield. It took a week. Yeah. Full, only a week to put all those stores together. Yeah. One magical week. Well, maybe maybe they were already in the process of doing it when Kent did the report. Because oh. usually in tele, like for TV, usually report on stuff before, like before it gets built, and then when they buy the land and the ground, groundbreaking, and then you show construction, and then you show the finished project. It's just really, really sh- weird. Then, and then like Kent Brockman's story was, it's like, hey, in a week we're gonna have this grand opening thing, but yeah, the background was a still disheveled squid port, like it wasn't built. No, we really only saw like. We we didn't see the entire boardwalk. We just saw the end of it. I guess. Um, so Marge tells Homer they shouldn't be driving where they are because the mayor is yelling at them. <laughs> and, you know, there's people all over the yeah. boardwalk. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, Quimby yells at Homer to stop driving. But Homer, you know, keeps on driving. Yeah. Keeps going. And Homer's like, and Marge's like, Homer, I think, I think we need to find a place to park. I was like, fine. And stops the car and tells Marge to remember where they parked. Right in the middle of the children's message of peace sign on the ground. Yep. In the middle of the boardwalk. Yeah. Where there's no other cars. Correct. Just Homer's. I hate to see yep. what they ha- how they how getting out is going to work. Not, not easy. Yep. And so Lisa, Bart, and Maggie are sitting down to eat dinner. And, uh... You know, Bart, Bart is, uh, being a stubborn, stubborn little baby. And, uh, he asks, you know, Lisa for some more lima beans. And he even says, please. It's like, can I please have some more lima beans? And Lisa, you know, starts giving some beans to him. He's like, more, more, more. And he's like, you should, should you just eat the ones that you have? He's like, I wasn't going to eat them. I just wanted to look at them because they're gross. Yeah, Elliot Elliot pulls that every once in a while <laughs> on certain things where where he's like, oh, I want more. 
can I have more of that? I'm like, there's still some on your plate. Eat that. And then you can get more. A lot of it's more things he does like, like, like Mac and cheese is probably, I mean, that's his favorite yeah. thing in the world, but they'll be like, he knows there's more in the pot. Cause we don't put it all on his plate. And yeah. like, there'll still be, you know, a quarter of it left. He's like, can I have some more Mac and cheese? I'm like, finish that. Then you can have more. Just going to get I up. Hope you don't yell at him when, I hope you don't yell at him when he asks for more and you tell him politely. Uh, what's that? Politeness? What's, yeah, yeah. what's politeness? Being like, hey, you we, you can get some more when, when you finish what's on your plate. Sure, yeah, it's sort of like that. So, okay. uh, Bart Bart doesn't want his lima beans, so he asks for dessert. And Lisa says, like, pulls out some ice cream. But while doing so, Lisa tells Bart that if he doesn't want a babysitter... He needs to stop acting like a baby. Lisa and, ain't wrong, but uh, yeah. now you're just poking the bear. Yeah. And Lisa's <laughs> like, well, it's like, if I'm a baby, then I'm going to act like one. And starts eating, you know, his ice cream all messy and, you know, getting it all over <laughs> his shirt. And it's like, gaga, goo goo. So Lisa's like, she says, babies know how to open and close their mouths, Bart. You need a bib. And wraps a napkin around Bart. Good God. Yeah. I mean, Bart's being such a little dick. Yep. And, uh, yep. And then Bart continues to act like a baby, which now causes Maggie to get upset and cry because she's like, you know, I mean, I don't know if it's in response to Bart being a baby or she's just like overwhelmed and, you know, starts crying. Yeah. And then, you know, Bart tells Lisa to relax and feeds Maggie some ice cream. And uh, Lisa tells Bart that he just fed Maggie coffee ice cream. And it has caffeine in it. Why is she serving that to Bart? Yeah, why would why, why did she think that was a good idea for Bart to have caffeine? He's a kid too. Yeah. If it's if it's caffeinated ice cream, don't give it to Bart. Like when like originally when she was like, Oh yeah, that's coffee ice cream, I thought like, oh, coffee flavored ice cream. But no, it was like ice cream that had like coffee mixed into it yeah i i don't even i don't why would the simpsons even have that don't they get their neapolitan ice cream and leave the chocolate in there correct no the (laughs) strawberry no no they leave the chocolate no they leave the chocolate chocolate? chocolate's the best part no 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 the vanilla and the strawberry are the best part what i would leave chocolate who doesn't eat chocolate i don't know it's okay not the best. Strawberry's probably the best. Of all the three, strawberry's probably the best. You need a babysitter. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, Bart uh, says it'll make things more interesting for you. And then <laughs> walks away. <laughs> He's just up in the ante. Um, so then we go back to the boardwalk and we see some uh, new stores that are uh, up on the uh, up on the boardwalk. Now, didn't Kent Brockman say this was all going to be nautical themed? Uh, he sure did. No, maritime. Maritime. maritime Sorry, maritime themed. Well, nautical either way. Yeah. But first up is Turban Outfitters. <laughs> that is no way maritime <laughs> themed. No, that's like desert theme. Yes. Uh, and they were making fun of Urban Outfitters, if you guys know Correct. that store. Then there's Just Rain Sticks. Uh, that's more is that of like Just a, Rain Sticks? Just Rain Six, yes. That's more of is that like a that's a music store, I guess. Yeah. Um it's a wonderful knife. Um <laughs> And if you notice there's a knife that chops at the door. 
Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Once again, not maritime themed. Nope. And my first tattoo is a children's tattoo parlor. I like it. But still it's not also not very time themed. themed. So, so either Kent lied or he didn't quite understand <laughs> what the stores on this boardwalk were going to be. Uh, I think he thought because it was going to be on the boardwalk, he probably misreported it. Yeah. Kent's a terrible journalist. Yeah. And so Marge and Homer walk by the stores and Marge says, you know, it's so beautiful, which it is. It looks like a very, very gorgeous boardwalk. And imagines this is what Paris is like. Not Homer's like not you've never quite. been. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so now we get a few. I've never more been stores. to Paris. So I don't know. No, I've never been to Paris. I've been to Italy. That's not and Paris. Kind of. It's a no. similar, similar old timey, timey uh, city. Like Paris and Italy have very similar architecture. Sure. Um, and, uh, we get some more stores. We got much ado about muffins to eat or not to eat. That's great. I love that yeah. one. Yep. And then crypto barn, a place for codes. So they were on the crypto, the crypto wave, even before crypto was a thing. No, I think that's more for coders. Like, uh, like people doing like website coding or whatever video game uh, coding. That makes sense. But uh, still, I mean that they didn't have places like that until I don't know, like at least I started remember remembering those start popping up maybe about ten years ago, like actual like <laughs> mini schools for coders for kids. Oh yeah, but now they're everywhere. Now they're everywhere. Yep, that's dude. If you want to get, I mean that's that's what kids are starting to do more than ever now is coding because that's kind of the apps i mean apps and websites and everything everything's a fucking app yeah you guys saw you guys saw (laughs) sunny season finale right there's an app for everything now yeah um if you want to be angry there's an app for that Um, exactly so uh marge says it is an honor that springfield was chosen to host all of these upscale chain stories (laughs) and uh Marge asks if that makes them yuppies. And I was like, eh, I'm more of a slacker. Yep. Yeah. Um, so we have an itchy and scratchy store. And guess what, Steve? They're having a poochie closeout. I love that. I, you know, I was, <laughs> I am assuming the first watch through of this show, like the first time I ever saw this episode, I'm guessing that like straight over my head. Like didn't oh, even yeah. see it, but this time this watch through, yeah, that clear. Like I was watching it, like not even saw your notes. Like I was watching it, and I saw the Poochie clothes outside, and I'm like, dude, that is fucking awesome. That is yeah. that is great. Yeah, that episode was three episodes ago. Yep. So uh, we have malaria zone. Oh, I don't think I want to go into malaria zone. No, didn't Homer say that was where all the uh, the um explorer shop yeah yeah i don't know if i I still wouldn't want to go into a store called malaria zone yeah probably not um so and then finally we get planet hype a restaurant owned by celebrities homer's like i always wanted to be a celebrity you were you were (laughs) poochie man yeah come on man and you were an astronaut and Uh 
So, so Planet Heist. He was, on, he was also dancing Homer. He was. He was a celebrity, but he didn't have a uh, you know restaurant to go to. So Correct. we get uh, so Planet Hype is a parody of the international theme restaurant franchise, Planet Hollywood. Yeah, and obviously we know Wolf Castle is a parody of Schwarzenegger, who launched Planet Hollywood along with Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, Demi Moore, and Whoopi Goldberg in 1991. Wow! How many Planet uh, Hollywoods are still open? Zero. I don't actually. There might. I would say maybe there might be one still in L.A. But my the one. So I went to the one in L.A. We had one in Mall of America. And I actually got to go to the one in Tel Aviv in Israel. Oh, that's that kind of cool. That one, that one had some really awesome props that I, I wish were actually in one of the States ones. Uh, so there's a Planet Hollywood uh, Resort and Casino in Vegas. Okay, so that there's, was around, okay. Uh, Cancun, Costa Rica. So, so just the internet. Are there any in the U.S.? Like, okay, I guess uh, Vegas. Las Vegas. Vegas. Vegas makes sense, but are there any more in the United States? Um, or are they only uh, in? Yeah, I just uh, there's Planet Hollywood International. Yeah, I don't. I think it's just the one in Vegas. I don't even well, think actually, there's one in LA anymore. So actually, according to this, in the one in Vegas. While the restaurant is now closed, the Planet Hollywood Hotel and Casino remains open. So the Planet Hollywood restaurant is closed. Like, the restaurant doesn't even exist anymore. No, no, no. There is a Planet Hollywood at Disney Springs. With a restaurant? Yes. Okay. It is a four-story themed restaurant and emporium in Disney Springs at Walt Disney World Resort. Okay. so They have the world-famous Chicken Crunch for (laughs) $16.99. Oh, that's great. Oh, it looks like I was, I was looking up Planet Hollywood, and it actually looks like a few more celebrities that I didn't list were involved. Uh, Don oh. Johnson, John claude Van Damme, Cindy Crawford, Melanie Griffith, Tom Arnold, Wesley Snipes, uh, Danny Glover. Oh. Uh, looks like director John Hughes had an inv- investment in it. Uh, Roseanne Barr and Beatles drummer Ringo Starr. Damn. So, yeah, launched right. in New, New York City, October 22nd, 1991. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so, we see Wolf Castle, you know, doing a press conference. And he's like, it's true. The menu was approved by my secretary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, their food was oh, pretty good. I love their, their drinks. Their drink menu was fantastic. <laughs> Yeah. Unfortunately, never got to go. Maybe maybe if I ever step foot in Florida again, I'll, I'll go to the one in Disney World. Um, uh, so uh, we see a Cadillac sticking out of the building. And Marge's like, oh, that's cute. Because wasn't that like one of the decorations for Planet Hollywood was like a car? Yeah, yeah. There were. I mean, there was a lot of action or drama. I mean, there was a lot of like really crazy like um stuff built stuff built for for it yeah yeah and marcus you know thinks it was built that way but it wasn't as we see hans bowman <laughs> stick his head out of the car yelling for help how did he get up there uh, there was a ramp i don't know but we learned that homer <laughs> wasn't the only one that drove his car out onto the boardwalk <laughs> clearly so uh homer and marge come up to moe's brewing company 
And Homer's like, oh, even Mo uh, moved to fancy new digs. And so then, like, we see a camera go down, like, a, a, a tunnel, basically. And it goes all the way to Moe's bar. And uh, a guy walks into the bar, and he's like, this isn't faux dive. It's just dive. And Moe's like, you're a long way from home, you yuppie. Yeah? Uh, Dude, uh, I love, I love my... No, how did no one realize what Mo was building? Uh, people in Springfield are dumb and they're yuppies. Um, apparently, no, the yuppies I think came from out of town. I love my like Capital bar City, and uh, he what I think all the yuppies came from Capital City, probably. But no, I love dive bars, they're great, they always have good food, and the drinks are usually cheap. Yeah, um. So now we come back to Lisa, who looks a little razzled. Her hair looks well, a little frayed. You forgot to tell. You forgot to say that Mo told the dude to start a tab because he was a long way from home. Oh yeah. Well, no, I said he was a long. I said Mo told him he was a long way from home. Yeah, he's like, let's I, start I it, let, he's like, let's start a tab. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so yeah, so we cut to Lisa, who looks a little, you know, razzled um, as she uh, as we she tries to get Maggie down from the shower rod. Who she climbed the shower curtain to get up there? I'm assuming because she's uh, doped up on caffeine from the the well caffeine and sugar from the ice cream. Yep. And so Lisa yells to Bart if he's getting ready for bed, and he's like, and he's he says he is, but he we know he's not. He lied. Yep. And uh, we see Bart on the phone ordering a 25 foot party Italian sub, and tells the guy don't skimp on the vinegar. Yeah. Um, and so Bart, you know, says to himself, it's about time what, uh, Lisa learns what babysitting Bart Simpson is all about. I mean, she should know. She's been through Bart yeah. and a ton of babysitters. Like, they're yeah. not I allowed. I don't know why she agreed to this. Yeah, she should I don't should know why, know. I don't know why Homer and, I don't know why Homer and Marge would agree to let Lisa babysit Bart. They know how Bart is. No, I know, but that was, obviously, it was. They, they are kind of high in her responsibility. Like she, and yeah. probably because the babysitting by Bumby Bunky Bubber Baby Bubby Baby Bidding Service doesn't let them get babysitters anymore. Well, that's what Abe is for. Or yeah. Lionel Hutz. Yeah, no, or Miguel Sanchez. Oh, Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> um, so Bart dials another phone number and he's like, Hi, I would like to host an AA meeting. Yeah, tonight if possible. So now he wants a bunch of drunk people to come over? Okay, not yep. drunks, but... Um, so now we see Maggie has come down from the shower ad, and she's on her changing table with the bottle of talcum powder, and uh, Lisa approaches her very slowly with her little blue dress, and she's like, okay, Maggie, come here, put the powder down, but Maggie squeezes the talcum powder all over Lisa. Yep. No, not not good. Um, so after all that, I think Lisa finally got Maggie dressed and ready for bed. She goes downstairs and sees Bart, you know, just sitting on the couch. And, uh, she tells him, okay, Bart, it's really time for you to go to, go to bed. So it's like, what, nine o'clock? Gotta be. It's definitely late. Uh, I mean, I guess I put Bart or Elliot to bed at eight. So maybe around eight o'clock. I'm not sure. I guess I don't know what time it was. For a 10 year old? I don't know. 
what was our bedtime? 8.30? I don't know. I feel like our bedtime was still like 8.30. On a Saturday? Eh, maybe not on a Saturday. Uh, I would say like 9, 9.30 on a Saturday. Alright. Maybe. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, Bart refuses to go to bed. And, you know, Lisa begins pulling him across the carpet. And, you know, Bart goes limp. Because he's like, yeah, you could figure this out. And Lisa's like, why do you have to make this so hard? And Bart's like, I'm using nonviolent resistance. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the idea you would compare yourself to Mahatma Gandhi. Bart's like, who? <laughs> yeah, that, that, that tracks. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Then the doorbell rings and Lisa says, I'll answer it. You go to bed. And Bart runs to the stairs instead to watch Lisa open the door. And uh, the sub Bart ordered has arrived. And, you know, Lisa's like, I didn't order a sub. So here's your party sub. And it kind of does the whole, like, walking through. I don't know how many guys are carrying that thing, but. It's like four. Yeah. Or five. Yep. And then the doorbell rings again and Krusty bursts to the door. Hey, who's ready to get rowdy? Uh, I wanted to hear that phone call. We didn't get to hear the the Bart uh, bachelor party no. phone call. And no. Lisa's like, "Ask Krusty, what are you? What's going on?" It's like someone hired me for an emergency bachelor party. <laughs> emergency bachelor party? Yeah, those those exist, right? I don't think so. I I didn't even know Krusty the clown was doing birthday parties or uh, bachelor parties. I mean, he's an adult. I guess so. And but then Krusty's like. Well, I'm not leaving till I get paid. I get 500 just for saying, hey, hey. Yeah, Lisa, Lisa's like, yeah, there's been a mistake. <laughs> uh, and then the EMS shows up saying someone called for a cysterectomy. No, 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 an emergency cysterectomy. I'm sorry, an emergency cysterectomy. I think it's a cysterectomy. Isn't it? What's Sister- the real term? C- hysterectomy? Is, is it hysterectomy? Yeah, that's when uh, they they remove a woman's uterus. Yeah, okay. So, okay, hysterectomy is the real. Okay, cool. And, you know, Lisa gets angry and turns around, and Bart takes a picture. <laughs> he, he wants to get photographic evidence of all the bad things Lisa's doing on her uh, babysitting uh, yeah. adventure. Adventures in babysitting. That's, yeah. that's what this is. Uh, I'm actually surprised they didn't parody that movie. At least a little bit in this. Uh, what the Adventures of Babysitting? When did that even come out? Eighties. Oh, that would I think they should have. That would have been uh, that would have been some good pull. I mean, who doesn't like that movie? Uh, I've never seen it. Oh my god, dude! Anyway, eighties. Anyway, it came out nineteen eighty-seven. You know, when I was barely alive. Yeah, no one's not telling you to watch it now. Yeah, it's too old of a movie. Uh huh. You still watch old movies. Don't give me that. All right. So, you know, Lisa. uh, So then the doorbell rings again, even though the door is already open, and the Air Force has shown up. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) we got to report that Lisa Simpson spotted a UFO. And Lisa's like, I didn't see any UFO. That's right, miss. You didn't. And he kind of like, Pat the, tells the guy, okay, you can put away the drugs that we don't have to take Lisa. Yeah. 
But we all know that aliens exist now, so it's not a secret. We don't know anything. Oh, you mean the government coming out and saying that there actually are aliens? That wasn't true? They said the UFOs were real, and all UFOs are unidentified flying objects. Sure. So Lisa's still not wrong. The UFO, Lisa might have spotted a UFO. Yeah. They don't have to, they don't have to hush them up anymore. No. Um... Now, and a driver comes to pick up the ambassador of Ghana, and Lisa screams, hey, he's not here! And the guy's like, why would the, why would the ambassador of Ghana lie? <laughs> oh my god. Bart, Bart went on a prank call tear, didn't he? Yeah. And Lisa turns around and says, no one's here, and none of you people should be here. Bart called you, and uh, you've all been tricked. And everyone's all upset, and they leave. I, I feel like they should have left a long time ago. Yeah. I yeah. feel like I don't even know why they're hanging out. Although the guy that got the sub, he kind of wanted to get paid in his tip. Yeah. So apparently they got a free sub? <laughs> they or they took it back to the sub shop with them. I, I didn't see him leave with it. Maybe. And Lisa turns around again and angrily tells Bart that he's going to be in so much trouble when uh, Mom and Dad get home. And she yells at him to go to bed. And Bart's like, anything you say, you're the boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. His, like, juxtaposition of being evil and nice is great. Yeah. Um, and Lisa, you know, walks into the kitchen where Bart is now eating bread. And Lisa's like, I thought I told you to go to bed. You're right. Bread. You said go to bread. <laughs> I said go to bed. Yeah, go to bread. And he's like, B-E-D, bed. Oh, bed. Oh, well, anything you say, sis. <laughs> God, Bert's uh, such a dick. You know, uh, honestly, this episode with Bart kind of gave me Cartman vibes. I Yeah, a little bit. Which, to be quite frank, Cartman episodes of South Park, I don't really like. I don't know no. why. Oh um, my god! Um, and so you know, Lisa's eye starts to twitch because she's pissed, and so she goes to check on Bart, and he's not in his room again because he's in Marge and Homer's room, <laughs> jumping on their bed. Yeah. And uh, Bart's like, "You didn't specify which bed." No. Nope. Lisa's like, "Go to your bed," and Bart's <laughs> like, "Well, make me." And so Lisa jumps at him, but Bart, you know. He jumps off the bed to evade Lisa. And uh, Bart says if she wants him, she has to catch him. And so, you know, Lisa tries to grab Bart and he jumps out of the way. And they do this a couple of times, eventually leading to Lisa jumping at Bart, who is next to the stairs. And as Bart is trying not to get caught, uh, it causes him to fall down the stairs and getting severely injured. Yep. And uh, so Bart lies at the bottom of the stairs and Krusty comes back. He's like, <laughs> uh, we'll call it even if you give me some of that big sandwich. And then he notices Bart on the ground. He's like, I'll come back. Why didn't Krusty call the cops? Well, I don't know. I mean, he wasn't supposed to be there anyways. He could have played it off. Yeah, Bart, I guess so. Everybody would have believed Krusty that Bart called him. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. So, so now we see Lisa's in shock, and uh, she asks Bart if he's okay, and he's like, 
I think I am. It's just a bump on my head. And uh, uh, Linus, Lisa notices that Bart's arm is dislocated. Um, and uh, she's like, ew, your arm, it's got extra corners. <laughs> it looks like it has one corner where it bends. Yeah, I guess. That was kind of, that's a weird line. Um, and Lisa tells Bart they have to get him to the emergency room. And uh, Bart asks if she wants to get his arm fixed. And uh, he's like, oh, what's the rush? Um, yeah. I mean, how I is he not in severe pain? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Like, he should be crying right now. I've never dislocated anything, but uh, that shit hurts. Yeah. No, no, no. I've, uh, I've seen... Have I dislocated my arm before? You would know. If you yeah, have to ask, you didn't. Maybe not. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've only broken. So I think I said this on our podcast. I, uh, I finally broke a bone. It was, it was my, uh, my ring finger. And cause I fell down the stairs. Um, no, not even a, not even anything cool. Like, you know, jumping over a gorge or anything. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been doing a lot of stupid stuff in my life and, it was the first time I ever broke a bone. Well, I mean, you did crack your skull open a little bit. Well, those, that was just stitches. That doesn't count. Stitches counts. Stitches. You have to get stitched major. up. That's pretty major. I've gotten several stitches over my life. <laughs> it's uh, it's not that big of a deal. Uh, in your head, yes, it is. That's yeah, where maybe. the brain is. <laughs> <laughs> eh. uh, I've. I've I've broken I broke my wrist in eighth grade. Uh, it was a hairline fracture, so it wasn't even a clean break. I was in so much pain. And yeah. the worst part about it is our mother didn't believe the school when they called her. Well, yeah, remember uh, like remember when uh, remember when Bart tried crying wolf so many times and no one believed him. I've never lied about breaking my <laughs> arm. <laughs> And literally the school called. Uh, like the school saw like how swollen my arm was and knew it was broken. Sure. Um, and so uh, Bart waves his dislocated arm at Lisa and uh, asks if she wants people to see what a responsible babysitter she is. Look, at that point, if I'm babysitting and the kid is hurt, I don't care. I'm trying to get them to the emergency room. I don't care how it makes me look. Um, obviously it does, it's not going to make me look good, but you know, I'd rather the kid get looked at. Um, yeah, yeah. and so Lisa tells Bart to stand still and maybe she can pop it back in, which you can with a dislike, even, but even if it's dislocated, you should still get a look at. Yeah. Um, but you could pop, Bart, I've, seen, I've seen that done before. Oh yeah. Uh, and Bart walks away and tells Lisa he's going to preserve the evidence until Marge and Homer come home. And uh, Bart tells Lisa she will never babysit again. Bart's a dick. Yep. Bart's is 100% a dick this episode. Yep. Um, and, and so Homer and Marge, you know, we're, we we see them walking on the boardwalk when uh, Homer walks into the fountain. Yep. And then he tries yep. to get out of the fountain, but the fountain won't let him leave. It's like it's sentient. Yeah, we were when we were in Savannah. They had one of those fountains, and we asked Elliot if he wanted to go run around in them. And he was like, "No." Well, then it got really hot, and then the next 
the next time we went there, he's like, I want to run in the fountain. I'm like, we don't have a change of clothes for you. We can't uh, <laughs> so you get all wet. Well, you can let him get wet and then let the sun dry him off. Yeah, probably would have. Fucking 100 degrees out there. Yeah, you could have let him. He would have been dry in like five minutes. Yeah. Um, and Homer, you know, tries to get out. And uh, there's a crowd of people laughing at him. Yep. I think this is karma for parking on the boardwalk. That's right. And uh, Homer asked the crowd not to laugh because he was once like them. <laughs> not, not trapped in, in the fountain. fountain. <laughs> yeah, not trapped in a fountain. Um, and then uh, we cut back to Lisa trying to give uh, Bart first aid, but he won't let her. And Bart uh, doesn't want to come out of his room because he's afraid Lisa will hurt him again. <laughs> but he's the one that hurt himself. Well, he, he said it sarcastically. The... Yeah. I mean, he fell down the stairs hurting himself. Yeah. And he caused all of this. None of this yep. is Lisa's fault. Nope. And, you know, then Lisa tries to bribe Bart with raw cookie dough, riding the lawnmower through the house, just anything to get Bart to open the door. And then Bart starts slamming his head on the door. And Lisa's like, oh, good God, what are you doing now? <laughs> Trying to make the lump bigger. <laughs> come on bart you now he's this see this is the part of that episode where i was like okay injuring yourself that's going way too far yeah bart crossed like, the line look the prank phone calls that's funny yeah it's kind of outrageous but oh but but okay i i might be able to let that slide now he's just physically harming himself yeah and then he knocks himself out and falls on the floor. And Lisa's like, yeah, because he's got Bart. a concussion. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Bart, did you stop banging your head on the door? Because I told you to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Lisa climbs out, what, out of her window and then out of the tree or something? No, it looked like Maggie's room. Okay, Maggie's room and out of the tree. And then she yeah. sees, you know, Bart's knocked himself out. And uh, she calls. She's like, okay, that's it. I got to call 911. <laughs> this is it. And uh, it's like, hi, this is uh, Lisa Simpson. Simpson, look, we've already been out to your house tonight for a cysterectomy, a case of severe butt rot, and a leprechaun bite. <laughs> How dumb do you think we are? Now, um, when, clearly when those, very dumb. <laughs> when did those other two things happen? They came from when the we weren't looking? Apparently. I mean, I mean, come on. I think the ambulance, uh, the the nine one one dispatcher needs to be smarter than uh, Bart. Come on, there's no such thing as a leprechaun. Why are you sending anyone out there? Butt rot. Uh, uh, I don't know what that is. It's rotting of the butt. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Or maybe Bart just didn't know what the term of term for hemorrhoids was, so he called it butt rot. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so Lisa said uh, uh, the 911 hung up on her, but remembered uh, Dr. Hibbert. Yeah. And so she's all right. All right. She opens up the telephone directory, which has a uh, picture of Blinky on it. And if you guys don't know, a telephone directory <laughs> is like Google, just physical. It's yellow and pages. In al alphabetical order. Yeah. Um, and Lisa finds Hibbert's phone number. And then Lisa's about to call Dr. Hibbert, but imagines what would happen if she did. And, you know, it's like uh bump on the noggin, dislocated shoulder. This is the result of bad babysitting. No, it's see, I won't get to that at, towards the end, too. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um, 
And uh, she also imagines Wiggum would uh, side with Bart because, I mean, you know, claiming that Bart, you know, beat her over the beat Bart with a uh, frozen block of lima beans. That's just Bart lying. That's not like yeah. physical evidence at that point. Yeah. And then Lisa knows she'll get in trouble. So she's about to call Hibbert anyway, because yeah, she's, she's responsible. Yeah. She was like, you know what? I might get in trouble, but Bart's well-being is way more important than me yeah. being in trouble. And, but then she notices Dr. Nick's ad for Dr. Nick's walk-in clinic, complete confidentiality. It's like, well, he must be good as Dr. Hibbert. It says so right here in his ad. <laughs> as good as, good as Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> um, yeah. And so then we cut back to the boardwalk. We got bloaters at Squidboard. And uh, Homer's like, Marge, I thought you loved jello shooters. And we see Homer, you know, just grab it by his <laughs> mouth and suck one dry, man. Yeah. He's, uh, he likes some jello shots. Jello or, shots are good. Or jello shooters. I, I can't remember. You know what's even better than jello shots we discovered? So if you ever. Gummy have a bears chance, soaked in uh, vodka? That's right. Did you have did we never went on a on a trip together to Colorado, did we? When I was in no. college? Okay. We did that on the bus ride out there. Or the night before we soaked a bunch of jelly uh gummy bears in vodka and then brought them on the bus. See, I tried to do that with rum and uh I think I so I think when you soak gummy bears in vodka, you're also supposed to throw sugar in there. And I forgot to do I didn't realize I was supposed to do that, and so I tried soaking the gummy bears in rum. And uh, I didn't throw sugar in there. Yeah, it didn't turn out well. Did the gummy bears just melt together or something? They didn't really melt, but like, I mean, they kind of did. It it was kind of gross. And uh, she uh, she does like them, but she's just concerned about the kids. Which I mean, this That's is fair. Fir- this is the first time that they've left Bart and Lisa. But I I would assume the first time they've ever le- left them. Home alone together. Yeah. Regardless oh, of calling sure. Lisa, regardless of calling Lisa the babysitter, yeah. this is the first time that both of them with Mag with a baby. Yeah. Look, that I mean, maybe Lisa and Maggie could have been fine if Bart like maybe spent the night at Mill. Maybe that should have been the plan. Bart, yeah. you go spend the night at Millhouses. Lisa, take care of Maggie. Yeah. Like, honestly, that would have been like, okay, I don't know how many times it actually happened when we were kids, but mom and dad would want to go out. And I mean, I would go over to, to Ben's just to spend the night. That way yeah. mom and dad wouldn't have to deal I, with anything. Yeah. I usually, yeah. Cause they usually got a babysitter for me. Yeah. Or, or, I mean, or I, or I would spend the, e- or I would just spend the night or I'd, I'd spend the evening at Ryan's house and then they'd come get me when they got home. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like, well, unless Luann, well, I guess they're, they're divorced at this point. So Luann and <laughs> Kirk are separate, but maybe they both went to the, the boardwalk party. Yeah. Well, it seemed like a lot of adults were there. Well, okay. So what, who's Millhouse? Where's Millhouse? Does he have a babysitter? He's his own babysitter. Oh, okay. He's an only child. He's an only child out of a divorced yeah. uh, family now, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and again, because you were four years older, I mean, yeah, you you would watch after me for like a couple hours in the afternoon, like like on a Saturday or something, but like they would never leave us 
the two of us by ourselves for like a night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, hell, even when I was in high school for a weekend, I think it I think they had gone to visit you uh when you were in college. I had to stay with my buddy Joey for a weekend when I was 17 cuz they didn't trust me to be home alone. That's kind of outrageous. Yeah. So, but our part I would say our parents are outlier. I mean, I guess a weekend home alone for a 17-year-old Kind of, but like, I had a car, actually, (laughs) no, actually, you know what it was? I didn't have a car yet, which is why I stayed the weekend, because I was, I was working at Shopco. Oh, gotcha. And I didn't have a car yet. So I think that's the reason I stayed. If I had a car, I think they might have left me home alone. Maybe. Um, And so Marge thinks she should call. And Homer's like, relax, Lisa's in charge. She's the responsible one. I think you should still check in on your kids. Yeah. Um, and so now we see Lisa has put Bart in a wheelbarrow. <laughs> and uh Maggie Matt, you know, Maggie's just chilling and she puts Maggie in with Bart and but Maggie won't stop, you know, poking at Bart and playing with his face. And uh so, you know, Maggie! Lisa scans Yeah, and uh Lisa scans the garage and she sees a cat carrier. Which oh is my where God. she puts Maggie. I guess Maggie um, is big enough to fit in a cat carrier, because cat yeah. carriers aren't that big. No, I, I, I think Elliot as a baby could have fit in our cat carrier. Alright. Uh and so No, I never um, put him in it. Uh and so, you know, Lisa you know, walks through the streets of Springfield and is able to make it to Dr. Nick's office. And uh, the door to his office says, Dr. Nick, Nick Riviera, we stitch and don't snitch. <laughs> um, and Isn't so that what a hospital... Uh, well, I guess... Okay, so theoretically, it's a private practice. If you go into a hospital with a gunshot wound or something crazy, the nurse at the station is supposed to notify the police. Correct. But is that the same as in a private... I mean, in a private practice, theoretically, you probably should. But is it a rule? Yes. Um, well, he said the complete confidentiality. Yeah. So, uh, so we have um, a ton of patients uh, at the office. We have uh, Snake, who's there for bullet injury. Um, and he's standing at the counter. He's like, yo, um, I must have, like fallen on a bullet and uh, like <laughs> drove itself into my gut um, yeah sure but we also have jasper who's there for an unknown reason louie unknown reason but probably a gang related injury because he's part of the mob yeah um we see uh and then uh uh someone with a fidgety leg a prostitute and a hippie um, and so the nurse, she pulls out, uh, a, a diagnosis form, which includes unusual sex practices, oh my God. <laughs> looters hernia. I don't know what a, I know what a hernia is, but I don't know what a, I guess if you're like robbing somebody and you pull a groin. Well, yeah. Like you could just lifting, call it a hernia. Well, like if you're uh, lifting, lifting heavy objects out of a store, yeah, like yeah. TVs, yeah. Uh, Mexican standoff. <laughs> 
Uh, prison tunnel syndrome. Nice. Armed homeowner. Uh, and then a, a section uh, allergic reaction for mace, pepper <laughs> spray, or bullets. Okay, isn't mace and pepper spray the same thing? Yes. <laughs> uh, liquor store robbery and John Gotti's disease. Okay, I know basically John... being ripped. What? I know who John Gotti is, but what's what's the disease? Uh, I think he was just murdered by bullets. Oh, was he? Okay. I think so. All right. Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. John Gotti's disease. Oh, he had throat cancer. Oh. So that's... Which that, is what he that, died okay. of. All right. So I guess cancer oh, is... One, the... one, real, one real thing on the, on the list? Yeah. Cancer? It's one, one real thing? Pretty much. <laughs> and so uh, Nick goes up to Snake and he's like, oh, you don't have to make up stories at my clinic. Uh, you just need to save them for court. So he <laughs> does call the police. Uh, maybe. I guess so. Um, and so then Lisa notices Smithers, who is standing, and he is the only one standing. And um, she asks Smithers if they can go in front of him. And uh, Smithers is like, no, I prefer to get his my situation taken care of first. And reminder, he's standing. The only one standing. Uh, he took it in the butt too hard? Maybe. Or he shoved, <laughs> some, he shoved something up there he shouldn't have? Uh, hamster? Gerbil. Gerbil. What, what is he? Richard Gere? Mr. Uh, Lenny Legs. Yeah. Uh, so Jasper tells Lisa the wheelbarrow line is over there. And in the wheelbarrow line, we have Mo. Uh, or, I'm sorry. Uh, Mo has Barney in a wheelbarrow, most likely passed out from drinking too much. Uh, Professor Frank in a wheelbarrow being pushed by a monkey who has like elect like a helmet on with electrodes coming out. And uh, comic book guy in a wheelbarrow, most likely from eating too much fast food. And he's like, loneliness and cheeseburgers are a dangerous mix. <laughs> yes, they are. Yes, they are. And so... Uh, so she's, uh, Lisa's like, oh, screw this. This is going to take too long. And she starts walking down the street with Bart and Maggie when uh, we get some uh, spotlight or uh, we get some headlights and it's Wiggum in his police car and he spots her. And so Lisa, you know, takes Maggie off the wheelbarrow and kind of hides it next to Bart uh, on, or on the ground next to the wheelbarrow and tries to, you know, shield Bart so Wiggum doesn't see him. And uh, Wiggum tells Lisa, um, you know, she says hi, and they say hi, and we go like, Lisa, when you're walking in traffic, you're supposed to go along with it. Um, And then he, like, sits there, he's like, wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're supposed to go with traffic. He's like, good night. Uh, no, when you're walking in the street, you're supposed to walk against the traffic so you can see what's coming at you. Yeah, which pisses me off all the time. So is that, oh, the, yeah. same for, is that the same thing for biking, too? No, bike biking. You're supposed to bike with traffic because it's a non-motorized vehicle. We've gone over oh. this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people walking. Well, even I guess maybe it's a sidewalk thing. 
I don't know. People are like, well, well, I'm on a sidewalk. It doesn't matter. But I guess on yeah, the side sidewalk, of the road. I mean, I, I usually when I like, because I usually take a walk on my break at work and it's usually against traffic, even though um, it doesn't have to be because I'm on the sidewalk. Um, but even I think on the sidewalk, you should still walk against. So like you can see the cars coming because if a car like, you know, Veers off the driver road. has a malfunction and drives up on the sidewalk. You're going to want to want, you know, you're going to want to try to avoid it. Yep. So, um, and so, uh, Wiggum stops and turns around before he leaves. And he's like, let me get a look at that wheelbarrow. So Lisa kind of looks scared and, uh, Wiggum slowly points his flashlight at the wheelbarrow. He's like, aha, just as I thought, it's a yard king. That's a great <laughs> wheelbarrow. And if you notice, Bart is no longer in the wheelbarrow. Yep. I don't know how and he got out. It's not like he's conscious. <laughs> uh, maybe the wheelbarrow... Wheel... He didn't fall over. I know that's what you're going to say. He didn't fall over. I was going to say, maybe it leaned just enough for him to roll off. But he's not awake. He's passed out. I don't know. Well, Lisa goes to look for Bart, uh, and uh, he managed to roll off and down a hill. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible. It was leaning? I don't, I don't know. Maggie He's pushed a, him? Maggie, okay. She's in a cage still. <laughs> you don't know. How Maybe did, she got out. Wig, and how did Wiggum not see the cat carrier sitting right next to the wheelbarrow? Because he's blind. Because uh, it wasn't there. No, the the there was because when she went to, she grabbed the wheelbarrow and grabbed Maggie and rode it down the hill. I don't know. But when, when Wiggum looked, it wasn't there. Yeah. I, then where'd it go? It's magic. <laughs> okay. So then we see Lisa sliding down the hill with the wheelbarrow and apologizes to Bart and says it's like a bad dream. She rode down that hill pretty smoothly. Yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, you know, the wheelbarrow has like those little things to like set on. So maybe she kind of used that to like dig in a little bit to control her speed. I guess. I mean, that was crazy. Yeah. Um, then, uh, we see lights to the squid port turn on and then Mayor Quimby gives a speech, but stops when he sees Lisa and asks, what the hell is that? <laughs> now, okay. I get, I, I was like, I saw the lights turn on and he's giving a speech. Was he looking out over the mud pit? Apparently. Or, I don't, but the people would be standing. How, where, how is he not looking at the people? Well, he is looking at the people. The people have their backs turned to Lisa, and he's looking at Lisa. He's facing out over the the oh. mud. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, Skinner points out that Lisa, it's Lisa, and look what she's doing. And then Maggie waves to the crowd inside the cat carrier. He's like, "Hi, <laughs> I'm hopped up on caffeine." Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, the crowd at the Squidport looks at Lisa hunched over Bart's body at the bottom of the hill, and uh, we get Maud Flanders. She's murdered her brother. By the way, like, I'd like to point, uh, they freed Maud. Yep. Yeah. Good. Oh, good call. Oh. They got her home in time for the, for the Squidport grand opening. Yep. I wonder if no one realized that from the beginning. Like, <laughs> Probably not. Maybe, maybe it was just a complete goof on the part of the animators. Like, like it wasn't expected for her to be back yet. I, I don't know. Um, and Lenny's like, and she's trying to dump the body in the harbor. And Otto's like, well, duh. 
<laughs> but it's all muddy. It's not even the harbor. Wouldn't she want to be on the water side? Yeah. Like on the lake side? If she was really I don't know. Maybe jump? like she was in like a sandy area. And it was all muddy. That's wet. I don't, I don't know. know. And Sideshow Mel's like, and as a grim finale, she intends to drown that poor caged baby. <laughs> and Lisa's all squinting and glaring because obviously the lights are shining on her. And she's like, oh, what's happening? Where am I? And Helen Lovejoy's like, and she's on drugs. <laughs> and uh, Homer, Homer tells Lisa to hand over the drugs. It's like, I'm not on any. Yeah, then Hibbert looks over Bart and determines Bart's injuries were caused by a bad fall because of bad babysitting. No, it's because Bart's a dick. <laughs> but I no hate, one else. I, yeah. I hated that. Yeah. Dude, yeah. like, okay, scenario. You could be, ba- you could have been babysitting me as a kid and I actually, and, and I could have gotten hurt. It might not have been your fault. I could have just been doing something stupid. Yep. But I should have made sure you weren't doing stupid things. Yeah, but I'm a kid. Yep. And so uh, we cut back to back to the home, and uh, Bart's wearing a cast on his arm in a sling, and walks into Lisa's room, and Lisa's like, "Hey, Bart, how's your arm?" I was like, "It's all right." I was hoping they'd give me one of those steel claws, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> steel yeah. claws. I don't. I don't know, Wolverine claws? I don't know. Yeah, I guess. And, you know, Bart apologizes to Lisa for being a jerk. So, once again, end of an episode, Bart has some remorse for what he did. You know, for ruining your babysitting business. And he's like, it's okay. Because I I can always sell seeds. You want to buy some seeds? I don't know where Lisa's getting seeds. But Bart's like, no thanks. (laughs) And then uh, the phone rings, and uh, apparently Lisa has her own phone in her room now. Yeah. Um, And he's like, hello, world's worst babysitter speaking. And Dr. Herbert's like, Lisa, I'm glad I reached you. Are you available to babysit tonight? He's like, aren't you afraid I'm going to take drugs and injure your children? And we're like, yes, that is a concern, but it's so hard to find a sitter. I've got judo tonight. (laughs) But where's Herbert's wife? What does she have going on? Judo? <laughs> I don't know. And, you know, Lisa tells Hibbert to hold because she's got another call. And it's Ned Flanders. And he asks if she's available. And she's like, didn't you hear I almost killed Bart? Is like, hold on a second. And I'm assuming she's talking to, like, Maude or something to make yeah. sure. Because even she was like, she murdered her brother. Like, she was at the thing. It's like, and then Ned comes back. He's like, when can you come over? And then the episode <laughs> ends. So apparently... She, she, everyone realized Bart's an asshole, and if she can semi not kill her brother, yeah. she can babysit their kids, and yeah. it'll work out. Well, and I think the townspeople realize Bart's a dick. Exactly. But, but, for this episode, I'm only gonna do three, don't have a cow, man. It's not really my favorite. I wouldn't say I hate the episode. It's got some funny bits. Kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, my childhood doing some babysitting, but overall, there's nothing I would say spectacular about it. I mean, Ned's opening line uh, to Lisa's to the to Homer's <laughs> conversation: "I got a Fozzie of a bear of a problem." I mean, that's probably one of the best lines of the entire episode. Yeah. Um, and it shows kind of 
you know, Lisa, you know, trying to be responsible, trying to be nice, but overall she ends up cracking (laughs) and uh, doing some bad things. And I mean, she didn't do anything bad. I mean, outside of not just calling Hibbert. Yeah. Calling nine. I mean, she was freaked out. I mean, and then the, the prank phone calls, I think from Bart were kind of a little bit over the top, but it's Bart. What are you going to do? But Eh, not really my favorite episode. So I'm going to three, three, don't have a cow man. Yeah. I'm right there with you. It's a three. Don't have a cow man. It's, it's kind of funny. I just, I, the, the, the part of this episode that bugs me is that, you know, especially Hibbert saying, Oh, well, this is caused by bad babysitting. No, Bart is a dick. Everybody <laughs> knows Bart's a dick. Marge and Homer should never have put Lisa in charge of Bart, yeah like that's the only part that really grinds my gears with this episode yes there are some funny lines i love the fact that uh mo is trying to trick people to come to his bar that was pretty funny i like the names of the stores even though it's not maritime theme like kent said he's a liar but kent's not a, a reliable narrator yeah. um and so yeah it's average um I really don't got much to say about this episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh it's it's there. I mean it is an A and kind of B plot episode and those tend to not be as good. I mean um, I mean the B plot wasn't even that I mean it was like just there to get Homer and Marge out of the house. Yeah, it's like that was the only it, it was just there to pl- it was there to drive the plot of I Lisa mean, I, babysitting Bart. Yeah, I mean I feel like they could have just had an episode solely about the boardwalk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the opening of the well, you could have had something kind of cool for the like with the planet hype thing. They could have gone inside a planet hype and they could have seen all the cool, you know, uh Rainier Wolf Castle uh props and other movies and stuff. And yeah, it's I, definitely it's definitely not a bad episode. Um I definitely say I would watch it if it was on. Um but uh I'm not gonna actively seek it out for yep. sure. Um I did like the Ralph Wiggum bit with Lisa trying to help yeah. him get dressed. That was funny and cute. And um, but uh, Homer and Marge are bad parents. Yep. So yeah, three every uh, three don't have a count, man. All right, so let's finish it off with our character profile. And this week we got sandwich delivery guy. Boy, we're really running out of characters, <laughs> aren't we? Yeah, we're running low. I mean, we we're only on eight. This book goes up to twenty. So I'm uh, definitely interested to see uh, where uh, where our character profiles go from here. But uh, this week's sandwich delivery guy, his occupation, oversized submarine sandwich maker and deliverer. So the this company that makes these sandwiches only do giant party subs. I don't know how they stay. I'm sure they they do other subs. No, his occupation is oversized submarine (laughs) sandwich maker. That's okay, but what do you consider? But what do you consider an oversized sub? Twenty-five feet. That's a. That, that's not oversized. That's just <laughs> know, that's a gigantic sub. I I don't know. Um, nationality Italian, by the way, of the Bronx. Oh, and I okay. learned a fun fact. I wait, wait, wait. Oh, so I learned a fun fact. Um, so we were we were talking about like what put what you put on sandwiches and everything. Yeah. And apparently, like vinegar and oil, yes, in Italy, 
like in Italy, like you get the right person in Italy and they, they like goff at you putting like mayonnaise on your sandwiches. Like they don't like it. Italians don't, don't like it. It's not, <laughs> that's not a topping. Oil, I feel olive like, oil, I feel like mayonnaise, I feel like mayonnaise is a very American thing. It is. It is. That's the thing. So like Italians, like, it's like we were, we brought up New York and everything. And like when the Italians came over from Italy to New York, there were like the sandwich shops that were like real Italian shops that like did not have mayonnaise. And then there were some shops that give you the option of mayonnaise, but they looked at you all dirtily for asking for mayonnaise. Uh, mayonnaise is so, delicious. So fun fact, fun fact about Italian sandwiches. That's why, that's yeah. why they didn't want Bert to skimp on the vinegar because he knew Italian sub yeah. shop. Um, so identifying characteristics, wears lo- sl- short sleeve shirt, sporting colors of the Italian flag. Mm-hmm. Tends to skimp on the vinegar unless you tell him differently. <laughs> All right. So that was fun, guys. Before I get to where you can find us, I just want to let you know next week is going to be in the most amazing week ever because we are having the one and only executive producer of The Simpsons, Bill Oakley, on for the next episode. Yeah, I look forward so, to that. <laughs> so be sure to check that episode out because we are doing the prohibition episode from the Simpsons. If you guys know the next, the episodes in order Homer versus the 18th commandment. I mean, you guys definitely got to be there for that. Cause Bill Oakley is going to be there telling us all the fun things that we want to know. So come check us out on Instagram. The Simpsons did a pod. Uh, same thing over on threads. I, I joined that because it's related to Instagram and all of our followers can kind of double dip. It's like the Twitter for Instagram, basically. So head over there. <laughs> Uh, you can find us be realistic. Threads is better than Twitter. Exactly. That too. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so that's why I did that and not Twitter. So you won't find us. Uh, we're still on Twitter, but I'm not posting there anymore. So uh, you can find our podcast on all your podcasting platforms. Uh, we're on YouTube, YouTube music. So make sure to like, subscribe, comment, share with your friends who love the Simpsons. Cause we're almost to 300 subscribers. So let's, let's get going. Let's get, get there. Let's, uh, have some fun. Uh, if you'd like to leave us some feedback, give us a phone call. 612-584-0986. Listen to our uh, voicemail message and uh, leave us a voicemail. Let us know what you think. So until next time, I'm Steven Sklansky. And I'm Robert Sklansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. Shh.